Dubomatic with the dub Come, come, fin, ice up your dance all and ice up your club Flinging down some sweet rubber dub Easy squeezy makes no riot yeah, This my sound and we bury that My sound is the cream of the crap Dubmatic Yeah, Dubmatic The original sound Fredrin Dubmatic's live and direct in a place called Toronto, Canada Dubmatic Rancho Calling, calling, Dubmatic Toronto, Canada You come out Big up, big up, big up, Dubmatic Welcome back to the latest edition of the Basement Sessions. I'm your host, Dub Maddox, here with you for the next hour. And I have a very special show once again. From the Slits to Arcade Fire, LKJ to Steel Pulse, and being part of the musical landscape for over 50 years, this musician, songwriter, dub maestro, producer, and remixer is not only one of the foundational members of the UK reggae scene, but also an international icon and institution. Like most, he got his start playing in bands. He played in soul and rock bands. He formed a Hendrix tribute band. Also started his own sound system called Jaw Sufferer. Went on to co-form Matumbi. Produced a string of artists too long to list. Right now, I've mentioned a couple. He's remixed artists such as Marvin Gaye, What What What, Boomtown Rats, Arcade Fire, and on and on it goes. And as I mentioned before, he's an icon, he's a legend, and he's still going to this day. And in fact, at the very end of the show, I'm going to play a brand new release that just came out, which marks a career that has spanned over 50 years. That person is the one and only Blackbeard, Mr. Dennis Bovell. And what I want to try to do on this show is give you a perspective, kind of a broad overview of his career starting from the beginning up until now. Now, trying to fit in 50 years in one hour is virtually impossible. So I'm trying to cherry pick some of the ones that showcase his different talents, the artists he worked with, and him as a producer and a writer, a dubber and a remixer. But before we get started, I just want to give you a brief background on his I just, but before we get started, let me just tell you a little bit about his early years. So he was born in Barbados in 1953. By 1965, he'd moved to South London with his family. He was immersing himself into the music scene, playing in bands, starting a sound system, which is Jaw Suffer. And that actually became the foundation of where he would go from there. He's got this going on in the early 70s, and there's some stuff I'll talk about throughout the show, but I found this great posting from Rude Boy Prento talking about Jaw Suffer. Quote, he would string up his sound and start playing by 7.30. Dennis would start playing plastic until about 9 p.m. Then, just before 9, he would tell the crowd that he was going to play the last plastic. Then he would open his dub box and start playing He would play dub dubs plates. with the sufferer name in them. A lot of sounds came there, but none of them could handle the sufferer. That's a quote. So this is during the early 70s, and so you've got Jaw Sufferer running, but at the same time, he's also co-founded and created Mutambi, which goes on to become a very prominent reggae band in the UK and then eventually globally. So he's got a lot going on, so he's running both these things. But unfortunately, by 1974, at one of the gigs, there's an event, there's a sound clash going with three different sounds, police come in, they're busting everybody, it goes horribly wrong, and he gets fingered as the guy who was inciting the crowd which isn't true. This ends up going to court. He has two different trials and he's telling him, I didn't do this. And all the police that are coming in are saying it was too dark to tell. They have no idea if it was actually Dennis, except for two cops who perjured themselves and said it was brightly lit and it was most definitely Dennis. The end result is he ended up going to prison for six months on something that he had nothing to do with. And the kicker is he'd actually requested to be given a polygraph test to prove his innocence, which the dud which the judge had dismissed out of hand. But during that six months he was incarcerated, he was writing music for Mutambi, and when he gets out, the whole music scene just changes. And a lot of it is due to him, and a new style that he develops called Lover's Rock. And what I want to play you first is a track that is considered to be the very first Lover's Rock track, and it's by Louisa Marks from 1975 in a song called Caught You in a Lie, which is actually a cover of Robert Parker's classic on The Basement Sessions and our very special look at Dennis Bovell. Thank you. 
Louisa Mark caught you in the line. Now, Louisa was born in Shepherd's Bush, and she recorded that when she was only 15 years old. She had been introduced to the music business by working as a guest vocalist with Bovell's Jaw Sufferer Sound. The music was written and performed by Mutambi Dennis's band. And one of the interesting things is that off-key Moog synthesizer that you kind of hear throughout the track. And that actually becomes kind of a staple of future Lovers Rock sounds. Now, around 1976, the 4th Street Orchestra pops up. And from what I could gather, because there's not a lot of information, it's Mutambi, but it's the dub version. It's like an alternative version of the band because there's not a lot of singing on it. So... They didn't want to put it out as Mutambi because the singers were upset, so it goes out as this. So have a listen from 1976, the 4th Street Orchestra. Two different songs. One is the early, considered the original Lover's Rock song, and then you've got Mutumbi as the 4th Street Orchestra doing dub. So you can see where Dennis is bouncing between. He's got the dub, he's got the roots, and he's got the Lover's Rock. And really, this is where Lover's Rock begins, I think, in earnest. This is the takeoff point, the launching pad. And just to give you a brief background about Lover's Rock and what it is and where it came from, the term Lover's Rock was taken from an Augustus Pablo song called Just That. Lover's Rock from 1973. Now, on the Jaw Sufferer sound system, Bovell used to say, this is Lover's Rock. And he would tell that to the audience because it meant that it was time to get together and start smooching. It's a chance to get right up close to that guy or girl you wanted to be with. It's a slowed down tempo. It's groove. You can get close, much like I had talked about in the past where you had ska music that transformed into rock steady. They had slowed it down, partially because 
music always evolves, but also because ska was just too fast. You couldn't dance with your partner or the girl or guy that you wanted to be with, whereas rock steady, you certainly could. Lover's Rock falls into that same kind of category and concept. You want to get together with that other person that you got your eye on. So now the next group I want to play, well, this is a vocal trio from London named after the age of the participants, which was 15, 16, and 17. Now this is 1976. Uh, The band was actually put together by Castro Brown and Dennis Brown. Interesting. So let's have a listen to Black Skin Boy from the group 15, 16, and 17. This is Dennis Bovell, of course, in there. And you're locked into the basement sessions with Dub Maddox and our look at Dennis Bovell. Boy from 15, 16, and 17. Now, one of the questions that I was curious about is really, how did Lovers Rock evolve and why did it have so many female singers? Well, that answer is quite simple, and that comes down to Dennis himself, market research. So he talks about in one of the books that I read, uh, he talks about in the book, he talks about this in the book, Bass Culture Again. He'd go down to the local record shops on Sundays. He would talk to the owners, watch who came into the store, who purchased the music, what their gender was, what their age was, and what they purchased. What he soon discovered was that 60% of all purchases were made by women, and the women preferred to have female singers. And having worked with Louisa Marks, 15, 16, and 17, the girl trio we just listened to, well, the writing was on the wall. Enter Janet Kay. So in 1977, Bovell saw a cassette tape commercial in which Ella Fitzgerald hit a high note so high that it shattered a glass. He designed silly games to peak with such a show-stopping note and found the 19-year-old Janet Kay, a singer with the range to pull it off. 
But that's only half the challenge. Because you not only want to have something that's definable and distinguishable from everything else, it has to sound different. And how do you do that? Through the music. And through the music, when it comes to reggae, that generally means it's going to be the drums and the bass. And that's just what happened. Dennis Bovell got together with drummer Angus Drummy Zeb Gay and created an innovative new rhythm that combined reggae, disco, Afrobeat, and West African highlife. And when this track was released, it reached number two in the UK and has become the defining anthem of Lover's Rock. Let's have a listen right now to Janet Kay, Silly Games. Janet Kay and Silly Games, and one of the things you might have noticed was that synthesizer sound. It's back again. You'd heard it in Louisa Marks' song just a few years earlier, and here it is again. And as I had mentioned, it plays a prominent role in a lot of Lover's Rock songs. Not all of them, and that's because it's become part of the fabric of that genre. By this time, he's producing Lover's Rock, he's got Mutambi, he's got subdivisions of Mutambi, he's got other things going on. But one of the things he does is he comes out with a fantastic track that 
for me, I've played on this show many, many times. And the reason I wanted to play it today is simply because during this time, you've got Mutumbi, you've got the offshoots of Mutumbi, you've got his production, he's remixing, he's got his lover's rock, but it's still at the core dub is omnipresent and always present and you'll hear that throughout a lot of his tracks even over all the years to come so let's have a listen to rowing dennis bovell 
12-inch version, and you can actually check out a lot of Dennis's releases, his old reissues, vinyl, on his Bandcamp page, which is simply dennisbovell.bandcamp.com. Rolling on here, what I want to play is a Mutambi track. They've been on since 1970-71, and this is 1979, though, and the song is called Point of View, and what I like about it, it's incorporating the theme of love. And this one is considered a lover's rock tune. And if you look at the original 12-inch vinyl, there's the heart with the arrow through it. The lover's rock logo. But what I also like about it is the energy and the style as well as the production of it. And if you listen to Steel Pulse, Oswald, and Mutumbi on this track right around 79-80, there's a very distinctive UK sound that you can hear and recognize that is much different than what was going on, say, in Jamaica or New York, as I've kind of shown you on the Wackies label. So this is a uniquely British style and sound. So let's take a listen to Mutumbi, Point of View. Wow. 
79 and a track called Point of View. And this is kind of where we depart and go to a different direction. This is Dennis Bovell as a producer, remixer, dubber. This is 79 into 80. And the track I'm going to play is The Slits called Instant Hit. And there's a couple things I want to talk about. And the first one is a quote from Viv Albertine, the guitarist. This is what she had to say. We were like a female spinal tap, really. We argued, toured, and we wanted to make a classic album that never dated. Island, our label at the time, got Dennis Bovell to produce it. They said he'd had a very broad musical knowledge. He liked everything from white rock to reggae, which sounded perfect. We were also drawing on each other's influences. Our favorite album at the time was Dionne Warwick Sings Burnt Bacharach, which we deconstructed. My guitar style was based on the anonymous guitarist on that album. Bovell, here's what he had to say. Chris Blackwell from Island Records told me, I've signed this group and I don't know what to do with them. It's a girl group, a punk band. He gave me some cassettes of them live, and I thought, yeah, they certainly can play, and I agreed to do the album. We were in the studio for 10 weeks, and it was solid work. The band had clear ideas about what they wanted. Ari, Tessa, Paulette Basses, and Viv had written the songs. They just needed me to shape them. We worked from 9 in the morning till late. Then I'd tell them, off you go to bed, so I could fix things. And Ari would say, no, I'm not going to bed. And she would always insist on being there if I was doing anything to the music. They weren't good at reggae, but they were keen to learn. So let's take a listen to that song, Instant Hit from the Slits. He is a boy. He's very thin. Until tomorrow. Took heroin, don't like himself. Very much because he is set to set to self-destruct. He is. He The Slits with Instant Hit. 
The next artist I want to talk about is one that is not only important to Dennis Bovell, and they still have continued to work together throughout the years, but also is recognized as one of the most important dub poets in the history of the genre, and that is Linton Kwesi Johnson. And a lot of his themes center around political and social protest and unrest, injustices, unlawfulness, racism, and oppression, and all of those themes are right here in this song. And it's because it's around 1980. This is the rise of Thatcherism. You've got the riots that just happened. You've got all of these things going on and bubbling up. You're not only seeing it in the media and the news, but you're also seeing it in the youth. And you're seeing it in the music from punk music to new wave to reggae. Everybody's talking about it. And he is no different. So this is called England is a Bitch from 1980. It's from the album Bass Culture. And it was also featured in the popular TV series The Crown. Have a listen. England is a bitch, 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 bitch. England is a bitch, 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 bitch. When me just come to London town, we used to work on the underground. But working on the underground, you don't get to know your way around. England is a bitch. There's no escape in it. England is a bitch. There's no running away from it. Me get a little job in a big hotel. And after a while, me was doing quite well. Them start me off as a dishwasher. But when me take a stock, me not turn clock watcher. England is a bitch. There's no escape in it. England is a bitch. Nobody try to hide from it. When them give you the little weird pocket, first them rub it with them big tax racket. You have to struggle to make ends meet. And when you go to your bed, you just can't sleep. England is a bitch. There's no escape in it. England is a bitch for true. And no lie me, I tell a true. Me used to work big bitch when it pull no bitch. Me did strong like a mule, but why me did fool? Then after a while, me just stop the overtime. Then after a while, me just put down me too. England is a bitch. There's no escape in it. England is a bitch. You have to know how to survive in it. Well, me do day work and me do night work. Me do clean work and me do dirty work. Them said that black man is very lazy. But if you see how me work, you would have said me crazy. England is a bitch. There's no escape in it. England is a bitch. You better face up to it. Them have a little factory up in a broccoli. In a this year factory, all them do is pack crackers. For the last 15 years, them get me labor. Now after 15 years, fall out of fever. England is a bitch. There's no escape in it. England is a bitch. There's no running away from it. Me know said them at work, work in abundance. Yet still, they make me redundant. Now at 55, me getting quite old. Yet still, them send me figure draw a door. England is a bitch. There's no escape in it. England is a bitch for true. Is where we are got to bow to. Linton Kwesi Johnson, England is a Bitch from 1980. And it's at this point around that same time that Dennis is brought in to write the original score for the movie Babylon. And if you're not familiar with Babylon, I recommend you check it out. It's a very gritty film and it centers around Brinsley Ford's character in Blue, 
who fronts a reggae sound system in Brixton, and it captures the trials and tribulations of young black youths in troubled London during the early 80s. So I picked a track, though, because it really showcases Dennis's dexterity musically. It goes from funk reggae to a more jazzy Isaac Hayes style, and it's, and it's just a cool piece. So let's have a listen to Jazzterpiece, Dennis Bovell, 1980, Basement Sessions, Dubmatics. Bovell and Jazzterpiece from the original soundtrack to Babylon in 1980. Now, this is kind of where Dennis's career starts to expand more and more. He's done the Mutumbi, he's done the Lover's Rock, he's done the soundtrack, and now he's breaking into more of the pop market. And one of those bands is Thompson Twins, and it's their very first album, which was called A Product of Participation. So this is before Hold Me Now, which is 1984, and their big breakout. This is early, which sounds very different from what they would become, because this is much more of a raw kind of garage band style. So let's have a listen just for a minute. I'm not going to play the full track. Slave Trade from 1981, Thompson Twins with Bovell. There you have it, Thompson Twins, just a little hint of slave trade from 1981. And also during this time, he's involved with other artists, Bananarama, Orange Juice, and others. But I'm going to play a bit of a song from the group Sada Bonaire and a song called Funky Way. And Sada Bonaire was an art concept project formed in Bremen by DJ Ralph von Richthofen, vocalist uh, Stephanie Lang and Claudia Hossfield in 1982. Their objective was to combine punk, new wave, reggae, dub, disco, and Arabian music into a thought-provoking dance floor hit mashup. Well, who better to bring that vision to reality? Mr. Dennis Bovell. Let's take a listen to Funky Way from 1984 right here in the Basement Sessions. Thank you. 
Sada Bonaire, Funky Way from 1984, and you can feel Dennis's fingers all over that track. So that's 1984 in Sada Bonaire, and it's very dubby, there's a lot of echoes, reverbs, all the hallmarks of what reggae and dub is. Now I'm going to fast forward over 30 years, and this is to the group Arcade Fire, which around this time, they're just massive. They had a period of one year which every group aspires to have where they've won every award probably all over the world. They've won Grammys, Brit Awards, Canada, they've won the awards because they're Canadian, and on and on and on. Big hit, and they do a version of the song Flashbulb Eyes with Dennis Bovell and Linton Kwesi Johnson. They're back together again, and what a great match it is. And it's interesting when you hear the Sada Bonaire alongside this, which is a 30-year span difference, and you can still hear the very distinguishable style of dub that Dennis produces. So have a listen right now. Arcade Fire, Flashbulb, the Dennis Bovell remix. This is the age of reality But somehow we are deal with mythology This is the age of science and technology But somehow we are check the antiquity When we can't face reality Where we do? We leg up with clarity Some latch on to vanity Some hold insanity Some get vision Start preach religion But them can't make decision when it come to a fight Them can't make decision when it come to a right Man This is the age of reality but somehow we are deal with mythology. This is the age of science and technology. But somehow we are check fear and keep with it. Them when they gone out of line, them not living through with time. For them say them get signed and them blind them eye to the light of the world and gone search within the dark of them doom and a shout about sin instead of fight to win. Man, this is the age of reality. But somehow we are deal with mythology. This is the age of science and technology. Flashbulb Eyes, the Dennis Bovell remix featuring Linton Kwesi Johnson by Arcade Fire 2015. 
And that about wraps up this look at Dennis Bovell and his 50-year-plus career. Again, as I always like to tell you, it's hard to encapsulate 50 years into one hour, but I hope I gave you an overview, a little bit more information and detail about his music and his career and what he's been doing. And as I mentioned before, you can check him out at dennisbovell.bandcamp.com to keep up with all the new releases and reissues he is putting out. And if you're interested in hearing past shows, you can always visit my website, basementsessions.com. There's a whole list there you can stream and download anytime. And that is B-A-S-S as in bass, as in heavy, as in subs. Taking Us Out is a brand new album that has just come out on the Echo Beach label, Dennis Bovell meets Double Standard. Title is called Repulse Reggae Classics, and this is a cover of the classic song, speaking of classics, by Culture, Jaja Sidema Come, one of my all-time favorites from Culture that I listened to on my road trips from Toronto to London over and over again over 30 years ago. Still one of my favorites by them. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. I'll be back again next week. Until then, have a listen. I'll see you then.